Hey, welcome to the Foster Fathers Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kyle. And this is a podcast all about foster care, adoption, and fathers. We hope that you feel welcome. We hope that you feel that like you belong. And we're glad that you're here to share this time with us. Let's go. All right, well, hey, welcome to the Foster Fathers Podcast. My name's Chris. I'm Kyle. And uh, we're spending this, uh, this episode talking about your story, my friend. Uh, the wild one that it is. Short. Yeah, short, short complicated. Not so sweet. Yeah. Easy. Uh, and so maybe, uh, yeah, man. Uh, in summary, yeah. when I met you, well, actually, when we met each other, yeah. we had one kid between us. Right. It was my biological right. son. <laughs> and now between us, we have eight. 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 And so Kyle and Jessica. In two and a half years. We yeah. went from one to eight kids. Uh, we just become great <laughs> friends with ours. And um, dude, zero to four. Yeah. Really, four yeah. and a half, five, yeah. really. You were pretty in regular contact with Yeah, at one point we had we had five yeah. on the weekends. Yeah. Um, well, wait, wait, we're yeah. way ahead. Let's oh, jump back to the beginning. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, you, I mean, you I'll, Jessica, what? I'll take it way back. So Jessica and I have been married for, for six years. Uh, we dated for three years before that. Yeah. We were friends for two years before that. Wow. So. Um, Just didn't have the game, you know? Yeah, dude, I had no game. <laughs> I had no game. Let's just let's just be be straightforward and honest. I had, had I have no game. Period. So <laughs> it's not like I can give you lessons. Jessica asked me, you know, what, what would you do if I died? And it just scares me because I'd have no hope. You just of, have, I, I got lucky once. I got lucky once. Yeah. So let's just stick to that. Um, but but rewind actually before before Jessica and I and one of my best friends. Mm. Shout out to Vladi. Buddy. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I beat him in Twister. <laughs> That's right, dude. That's right. I'm going to give no context to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our, my one of my best friends, Vladi, was adopted oh. uh, from Bulgaria at the age of six. His parents and my parents were, are still to this day great friends. Vladi's fortunately moved uh, to Boise. I drug him along with me out here. And, um, and he is the reason why... I even thought about doing adoption Your and future so, future guest. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sick. A must have, a must have, Love it. Um, must have very fascinating dude too. So, um, but Jessica and I was something that was always on, on my mind and we were, I think, man, probably early, early marriage. And Jessica was, was in grad school to become a nurse practitioner. Yeah. And so kids was off the table. There's no way that we were <laughs> having biological kids or, or adopting kids. It was just too much uh, uh, all at once. And so, but a friend, some friends of ours, we mentioned, you know, that, that we were interested in adoption and, and that that was where my heart was. And at this point, at that point, I think adoption was kind of a, 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 a not a secondary option, but it was, yeah, we're eventually going to adopt, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, that. it, That's kind of what we were. It was not the primary. Yeah. It, was, it, it yeah. wasn't the primary option. But uh, they s- talked about, and I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep in this, but they talked about how the complications that can come around foreign adoptions and even some domestic adoptions, you know, and, and, and how all that works. And they highlighted the need for, for foster care. Sure. And I think at first, and this is what we talked about last time, but foster care, I, I had known kids who were fostered in, in, in the foster care system, but 
it wasn't as it was just oh they're adopting this person they're yeah. adopting this kid it sure. wasn't an awareness that i that i had you know i, I knew the term foster care yeah. but i didn't really know what it was yeah. and it wasn't something that i had considered to fulfill my desire to adopt mm -hmm. and i had you know so we kind of just put that on the back burner burner interesting interesting idea friends thank yeah. you for bringing that up and <laughs> thank you for your time we'll talk to you later <laughs> right yeah and uh lo and behold they just totally wrecked our yeah. lives for the better for the better but uh, they, uh if you're listening you owe it's them complicated dinner. you owe them dinner it's complicated yeah. they probably don't even know who they are whoa yeah you should probably tell them yeah yeah Shout yeah we don't really we, yeah we don't have we actually don't even have con we, uh, not a lot of contact just see him around town on occasion. Anyway, um, so so we kind of put that on the back burner. It wasn't really an option anyways. Jessica was middle school, mm -hmm. and I lived next to this family for six years. Mm -hmm. I rented a house with a group of guys, a uh, varying group of guys, and there was this family that lived next door to us, and they had two kiddos. I knew the uh, the, the girl, um, which was two, year old, two years old when I moved in. The boy was not even born yet. Mm -hmm. And six years later, as I moved out, the little girl was the flower girl in our wedding. They oh. called me, you know, at different times, called me Uncle Kyle. Mm. Um, and I, I, you know, they felt like they were my kids, mm. you know. I mean, they, they were family. Yeah. And, and Jessica, there was, there was a situation, I can't remember, we were saying goodbye or something, and we walked away, and Jessica said, I think I, I, think I could foster because we realized that we loved these kids like they were our yeah. own and yeah. and we could love we could find that love for for another kid um and my wife had a similar moment to that um we yeah. got to go on a mission trip right. to guatemala right visited uh orphanage and we stayed in this orphanage so the way this mm -hmm. this place is laid out there's an orphanage below and then like the host home for the trips and and the yeah. experiences that people come right and um we had spent all day at the orphanage just loving on the kids, the dudes. They went off and they built a playground and a bunch of manual labor. Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, I remember finally seeing my wife. And right. she's been holding a, a baby the whole time. And at the end of the night, she says, I think I could love a kid that is not my own. Wow. And I remember that moment that was like a, that's such a huge moment. I didn't even say it in my episode. Right. But right. Um, that was like, whoa. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Because similar to you. Right. We had always talked about it. Right. It was always something that, you know, especially, you know, I'm in a ministry job. Yeah. yeah. And that's around a lot. And so, um, oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll adopt one yeah. day. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have our kids yeah. and we'll grow our family. Yeah. And then when we when it comes across, I was a youth pastor for a while. So yeah. I had kids stay at our house every once in a while when they just needed a place right. or some tough situation. Right. But that's a powerful moment when your wife Let, has that. We didn't get to touch on this. I mean, it's hard to ask all the right questions at the right yeah, time. But sure. who in your relationship, who do you feel led the, the the adoption pursuit, the foster care pursuit? I mean, tangibly, I think yeah. I like registered us and stuff. But then, well, I should say I got the packet in the mail and I handed that to my yeah. wife because <laughs> she knows the she knows the details yeah. of my life. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Tracy and I are really what actually. Is my social security yeah. number. Tracy? Yeah. <laughs> there are a few people in my world that I ask, well, how old am I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, she knows. Yeah. Um, for real, though, um, I do think actually it's a powerful moment when that happens. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry. That's not your question. Um, I think Tracy and I are really pretty good at making a big decision together. Yeah. And so. Yeah. 
it may have been like we're doing this. You're gonna help us. You're yeah. gonna run. You take the next thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Because I, I mean, I think that that is that is one of those thoughts to be to be aware of. You know, is is you know, for me, it was something that I always knew. Mm-hmm. I always had it in my mind. Yeah. I think Jessica, you know, had always it, it had always been in her mind. I would say it was much more. Um, she didn't have as close of a relationship to an adopted person as I did yeah. in Vladi. Yeah. So it was much more tangible, much more real to me. Sure. Um, but it, I, I don't think she faltered on it, sure. you know, so, Absolutely. so, but it, but it isn't, it is intriguing. And I mean, and that comes back to one of the yeah. things why we're here, yeah. you and I are here is because, because a lot of times in foster care and adoption, it is female driven, mm-hmm. right? It seems yeah. to be that the more yeah. nurturing side that, that, you know, it's female driven, female directed. Um, and here you and I are, two dudes, two guys, you know, passionate about yeah, this, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I mean, I cry about it. I, well, I used to cry. I'm a little bit, got a lot He's of stress. Testosterone days, pills. You know? I think. <laughs> That's not even true. If we, if we could get testosterone pill sponsorship, dude, let's go. Little T, little yeah, T pill. He's too. got low T. That's why he cries. Oh my gosh. I'm keeping that. Anyways. In. Okay. So where were we at? Um, so, oh wait! So the powerful moment, and uh, the powerful moment when yeah. your wife says, "Yeah, I can do this." Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. She so we're coming out from from our friend's house, and she says, "I, I, I think I could do foster care. I could, I could love kids that are not biologically our own." In that, in that statement, it's it's nuanced. It's hard. It's hard to notice, but mm-hmm. there is a distinction. There's a difference between adopting a kid. And and loving that kid, and a, a, what do you mean? A, a, in a foster care situation, you know, I mean to touch back on, and I guess it's great that we we went with your story first, but yeah. I mean, boom, you have a kid. You know, the, yeah. with with adoptions, a lot of times there's a lot of hoops to jump through beforehand. It's yeah. prepared. Yeah. It's it's moving. There's 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 a process to get there. Sure. In foster care, there definitely is a lot of hoops to jump in, jump through beforehand. But it comes to a point where all of a sudden, you know, you get, before we, you know, before we got our second placement, we had three phone calls. Hmm. Three phone calls and, and as navigating through the situations, the dynamics we were currently in, you know, we we ended up the third, the third place, the third phone call was the placement that we got. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. I, ours was I, the second, right? And so, second call. right? And so I just, I guess by that, I mean it's, it's, it's much more dynamic. It's not mm-hmm. a hey, here's your kid, and the goal of this is adoption. Sure. It's, it's here's your kid. The goal of this is actually you're going to lose this kid in an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean that's the goal. I mean reunification is the goal. It's what it, it is. What is best. That's for a kid. that's a whole episode we need to talk about. Um, because the number one thing I could never do foster care. You could never give them back. Yeah. Um. But real quick before we keep going, what would yeah. you say in a short two sentence? How would you say? What would you say to someone who says that? I could never give a kid yeah. back. <clears throat> I mean, imagine what that kid's going through. That kid needs it more than you need it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the pain you pull would your head feel. pull your head out of your you know what and yeah. think about that kid instead. You yeah. know, quit thinking about yourself and think about that kid. I mean, yeah. that's a very abrupt way to say it, but it's true. It's nuanced. It's not yeah. that straight, but fundamentally, in a way, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I realize we all have, I realize this alongside many people, 
we all have our own emotions and experiences that shape how we behave, the things that we say, how we respond. I'm very aware of that these days, but yeah, I would, I would say, I would say you got to get out of your, you got to get, you got to get out of your head. Let's, uh, let's jump in. You get your second, your third phone call. Yeah. So, well, no, actually, so we did foster care training with Chris, Tracy, um, no kids at that point. We had no biological, and we still don't have any biological kids, um, which spiritually biological maybe. Here is the That's here the is the point. question that we get asked all the time. I've been asked this question. If I had five dollars for every time I asked this question, You'd have I'd 15, have a lot of money. I'd have like at least ten bucks, nice. which is a lot of money these days because four kids would get expensive. Uh, but with people ask us all the time, hey, so so can you guys have your own kids? And the question, the answer oh, yeah. to that question is we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Uh-huh. We made a conscious decision that that foster care and adoption was going to be our plan A. Love it. Oftentimes it's plan B, you know, and, yeah. and, and I understand I understand yeah, I mean, no motivation. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and but for us it was what if we flipped the script? What if we did it? You know, that 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 these kids, yeah. you know, wasn't a, well, you know, something came up and we decided to adopt. And also yeah. it was, no, this, this was our that's, first, this was our first and our, our, our main goal. I know you'll hate it, this, but that's so commendable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Anyways. It's complicated. Why'd you have to go make things so complicated? Oh, Banger, yeah. dude. So you are a millennial. I know. How do I know you're a millennial? Dude, if she I think she's coming to the fair this year. We're going. I'll dude. do it, dude. I'll put a, I'll put I'll put I two kids a, I'll put two kids on my shoulders and go to that oh, thing. Dude, dude. I was a skater boy, dude. Anyways, so uh So we going through our foster care training. Yeah. Um Jessica had just started a new job. Yeah. First job out of grad school. <laughs> On the other side of town. Yeah. And and I mean, this is a ramp in to to a whole like you know, so so we said, okay, we're gonna put this put everything on hold. So you're certified, yep. you're fully ready to roll, licensed. Yeah. And then you decided yep. to Yeah, well not no no, we weren't fully licensed yet, but, but we've gotten pretty close. Yeah, right. We were we we just a couple steps left and we put it on pause. And then when we came back to take everything up, the, the state had actually lost all of our information. No, they had lost. Oh yeah, they I had lost this because uh, we we had a placement within a month and a half right, of right. getting licensed. Yep. We yep. have kids. Yep, yeah. And you're like, how? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually the in our class. We were the first people, right. and I don't know how we just got fast tracked or something, dude. Yeah, and so we we they lost all of our information, and I called the lady up and. I remember uh, I was driving down State Street. I remember it vividly, and I said, "Hey, I, I don't mean to be rude because I realize you guys have a lot going on, but if this was a business, I would get my money back." <laughs> I was like, "Or you would find a way to make this transaction right." And I, I, but I said, "My goal," I said, "My goal is not to be a boss." But I said, "My goal is there are kids living in hotels, and you're telling me that we have to restart our whole process because you lost information." I said, "We need to find a way to recover that information." And to fast track the other components, you know, to to to, to make this happen. We we'll got a whole other episode is working with the state. <laughs> working right. with the state. Okay, department. so here we go. Sorry, I, I, I'm a big, I'm a talker, so this could take forever. So let's just keep moving, so it doesn't doesn't take too long. <clears throat> we um, we actually haven't even finalized our licensing, and and our um, 
caseworker says, hey, we got a little girl living with her aunt and uncle. Would you, would you, would you take her? And we weren't even licensed at this point. Well, that's point. the need, right. dude. Right. We weren't even licensed at this point. And she said, you know. I get someone in trouble. Are, are, are you interested? No, no. I mean, it was just, it was, it was, you know, once you're licensed, then she can come live with you. Sure. And so we started doing visits with this little girl. And then um, after three weeks of visits, we had, we had finalized our. our um, Talk to me about those yeah. visits. I mean, I, yeah. you have the unique perspective. Of, right. I have a child. Right. And then I take your right. kids. Right. And I could say from my perspective, yeah. loving my daughter, yeah. now my now adopted daughter is no right. different. She right. is she might as well have been biological. It, 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 What's those moments like when you're meeting a girl for the first time right. that you're called to love? I mean, I remember meeting at at the park, um, right over there by the village and nobody knows where the village is. Yeah, that's all right. worldwide. You know, do you know now? Yeah. You know. Do you it's know? Right in and out. You know, right? Which we're going to after this. And we're we're at the we're at the we're at the park and waiting for this girl and we had had a couple pictures and I just remember feeling very, very anxious. And then it became a we kind of got to this middle point where it felt like we were just babysitting this little girl. And then all of a sudden the aunt and uncle said, Well, let's you know, she's already comfortable with you guys, let's fast track this. And so we were gonna do it for another week and a half and they just so you- handed her off to us. You say babysit as in like it's kind of impersonal. Like yeah, she it's would. A she, she came. She came for just a few hours yeah. at a time. A few hours at a time. A few hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you know, she came to live with us full time. And you know, she was already in a daycare. We were able to keep her in the same daycare. All that stuff. So you know, some continuity on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, just so much has happened in the. In the you know, that was that was July. That was July. July thirteenth was the first first night she stayed with us. Wow. July thirteenth, two thousand twenty two, um, and so lots happened in the last year and a half. Sometimes it's hard to remember those emotions, well, those feelings. The you know, just thing, be honest. I know the story honest. a little bit, yeah. and that's not even the kids you're adopting. Yeah, no, that's not <laughs> even it. That's not even so. That's your first got, placement. So we got this little girl. Um, she comes in, and and she, you know, and and. They, everybody says, okay, you know, put put the placement calls on hold, and and we, um, we this little girl's having night terrors Ooh. every night, every night, raking up, screaming at me. I walk into the room. There's this little two, you know, almost three year old girl just screaming, bloody murder, like like I'd done something to her. And yeah. I will I will tell you that is one of the most unnerving feelings. Oh yeah. You I, know, I mean I I'm sitting here, you know, you you pick her up to try to rock her to console her and she she throws herself out of her yeah. ar- out of your arms and she's staring at you and I'm thinking, This this girl is going to hate me. She's screaming, No, Kyle, get away from me, Kyle You know, and then no three year old should ever act like that. You know, I mean yeah. she's just she has a consciousness that three year olds don't generally have. Next morning she wakes up, first thing she does comes run into my arms, cuddles. You know, I mean, it's and just the like, most surreal. Like, what do you not remember what happened last night? You and know? the answer said, probably is no. And she had no idea, no idea. So we get about six weeks in, and she starts to 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 sleep through the nights, and we just realize she's very fidgety. You know, um, always on the move. And I look at Jessica, and I said, "What if we asked for a second kid so that that this little girl had somebody to play with?" Mm-hmm. Not the same. But that's how I have a second dog. <laughs> yeah. Not the same, but that's why we have two dogs. <laughs> Which brings me to another thing. I, love, I had a guy one time was a 
you know, we uh, have a couple rescue dogs. <laughs> as, if, as, if he know, as if he knows exactly what it's like. <laughs> I have a couple foster dogs. They have anxiety. You know, so, oh. homie, don't compare your dogs to my kids, dude. Yeah. Please don't do that. Anyway, so um, she starts settling in. We ask for uh, another kid between the ages of two and four so that she would have a play partner. And we get a phone call. Um, we get a phone call and said, "Hey, we got we got one on the line. It's a, it's a nine month old. We go to the we you know we talk with the neighbors. Oh yeah, we got an old you know we from when our kids were kid were were little. You know here's a here's a car seat. We got this car seat. They call us up and say, oh sorry, the nine month old is 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 a no go. Um, ended up staying with an aunt or something like that. So okay, so now we have all this. We start gearing up for all this stuff. Okay, you know within the span of a day and a half." Um, we just stack it in the corner of our porch. And then then we get, you know, we get another phone call and it says, Hey, we have a six year old, a seven year old, and a four and a thirteen year old. Can you guys take them? And I said, No. 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 I, we live in a two bedroom house. Yeah. You know, we can't take we can't take that. Yeah. They call me at the end of the day and said, We cannot find a placement. Can you take these girls? And so we take these girls. I think that was a Monday. We take these girls and... I remember you took them to Walmart. You took them to everything. Yeah, we took them to stuff. Walmart, dude. And then the, actually the Friday was was the 13-year-old turned 14. Hmm. And we roll into this. There's a little bit of a bougie neighborhood not far from where we live. And this is where the little girl wanted to go to... The 14-year-old wanted to go to dinner for her birthday. And we roll in with three Mexican girls. And 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 I'm uh, spoiler. He's not Mexican. I'm not Mexican. Yeah, for those of you not watching, uh, I got a red beard. Yeah, I'm pretty is. white, and Jessica as well. And we roll in. They we, drive Subarus. And in our first, our first little girl. So we got that. We got our three year old, and then we have these six, seven, six, seven, fourteen year old, and we just are the most misfit family. And we're rolling into this bushy little, you know, <laughs> uh, um, um, barbecue store, barbecue shop, and and everyone's just looking at us like. What is going on here? Blink and, if you need uh, help, kid. Yeah, it was the, it was awkward. Um, but that your- Friday, so that was Friday. So earlier in that day, we got a phone call, and it, um, it said, "Hey, we have a uh, we have a two year old boy. Can you guys take him?" And I said, "Sure, we would love to take him. However, we have this, these three. We have these three kids. We're we're handing them off to a, a permanent placement on Saturday." Which was actually that Saturday was our was our fifth anniversary, um, so I said uh, that Saturday I said hey, uh, um, but uh, but uh, we can we can pick them up on on Tuesday because it was Labor Day weekend, yeah. So we could pick them up on Monday or Tuesday, whichever you guys need. And they said, well, Tuesday because we're closed Monday. Yeah. So they put that kiddo in temporary placement. We dropped the girls off on on Friday on Saturday. And then I called Tuesday morning, and they said, "Oh no, your two-year-old uh, has the, the the temporary placement has decided to keep him long term." Jeez. So that was I didn't know any of this. That was nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I get a call by noon that says, "Hey, we have a two-year-old and a three-year-old. Yeah, can you guys take them?" And I call up Jessica, and Jessica says, "You know, with with." All that's going on, it seems as if if this is the real deal, this is exactly yeah. what, what's supposed to happen. Sure. So we get a two two year old and a three year old. Um, they were with a temporary. They came in on the Saturday uh, with a temporary placement. <clears throat> two older siblings. 
the older siblings end up going to grandpa's house. We take the younger two. It's a cry fest for two months, dude. These kids, it just, they cry at mm. the drop of a hat for two straight months. Which and, is exhausting. Uh, it's exhausting. I mean, you you haven't even given them an answer, and they just start throwing a fit about, oh. you know, which which uh, maybe this is a good time for my product placement. But this episode is brought to you by <laughs> The Body Keeps the Score. Let me just say this. Chris isn't as much of a reader, but there, Barely not there's reading. a lot, and there's more books to come, but I'm going to recommend some books. But this just talks about the psychology, the neurobiology, and, and the hormone physiology that goes on with kids and people who have experienced trauma. Hmm. Huge insights. Yeah. It's a must read. It just gives you perspective. These kids experienced heightened senses due to their trauma, and, and they could not but but wine. It was the only re- response wow. that they had. And it's, it's, it's all in this book. Wow. All the, all the mysteries of trauma all right, I should revealed. <laughs> all right. So we got these two kids. Um, see, we're not totally pulling this out of our butts. <laughs> One of us has read a book. <laughs> One of us. We got another book to go. So anyway, we're, we're, um, we got these three kids fortunately worked for for a company that gave me six weeks paid leave that's cool um to be with these kids at this point um with our first girl so we have our first girl and then two more our first girl we're doing weekly visits with her mom um in person at that point in time so every friday we'd show up at the park play that she would go over play with her mom and then and then we the other two and i would would play off and, mm-hmm. and, and keep eyes on every all the situation. Sure. Um, we go in a little bit farther. So we got three kids. Uh, we got we had to get a bunk bed at this point in time. We had a bunk bed. Big moment. Um, huge moment. That's how you know. I mean, you're. It, it, it felt like okay. You know, there's there's things that make you feel like a family, make you feel like a dad. Yeah. You know, and putting together your first bunk bed well, makes you makes you feel like a dad. You have the wild perspective, and it is a wild perspective. Um, Shout out to Ikea for the bunk bed. Ooh, same. I have Ikea. I think everybody has an Ikea bunk bed. Um, You're even cool. You have no context of being a dad. Right, right. Uh, obviously, your father. Right. But um, right. you're just a dad now. Right. Dealing with right. the most, com- like, arguably, right. y- you don't have the benefit of, of uh, bonding with a baby. Yeah. And then now when they're two and they right. give you crap, you have the context of this right. is my baby. right. You've walked into right. not only the two-year-old phase, which is notably like yeah. terrible, yeah, yeah, terrible twos, yeah. but now complicated trauma, right, and two family situations, right. So our so what the heck are you doing? So 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 I took I took six weeks off to spend time with these kiddos. Um, there was one point, so our 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 first little girl now three years old, mm-hmm. our and our second boy two almost three. Um, or not second, but our boy, two, almost three. And then our other girl was three, almost four. We go to this. She, she was potty trained, but when she came to live with us, she reverted. Like so she started pooping oh, yeah. and peeing. Yeah, so we're, thing, yeah. we're in diapers, we're in pull-ups. Mm-hmm. We're at the park. I'm at the park by myself. We got this bike that, that carries three kids on it. it and, 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 uh, we're at, so I would just cruise everywhere. We're going to the zoo. We're going to the park. We're going yeah. to the pond. We're going to, we're just always on the moon. This was September, October. I'm at the park. I changed four diapers, Ugh. four diapers in 45 minutes, four poopy diapers in 45 minutes, dude. Yeah. It was wild. Anyway, <clears throat> 
fast forward a little bit, we we eventually go through, and this is where that paradoxical comment from from your episode comes in, in my mind, where our first little girl, her mom starts getting healthy again, and she stayed consistently healthy, and she's keeping a job, she's staying off of off of the things that would keep her, you know, um, from from the the state's permission. Um, she's hitting, she's hitting all of her, all her meetings, milestones, yep. all of that stuff. And we're coming to this realization, dude, that our, this little girl that is going home is going home. I mean, this is my firstborn in a huh. sense, Yeah, wow. you know, and, That's and heavy. always, and always will be this little girl always will be hmm. my first little girl, Ugh, I don't you know? Yeah. And, and it, it came to a point where we, we had to give her back you know, to her mom. And I mean, that roller coaster of emotion of you're cheering for her mom. You want her to do well. I believe in redemption. I believe in the hope for all humanity. I believe in, in, in people and I want what's best for them. Yeah. But you realize that that comes at the, the juxtaposition. That is literally that, means pain. for That you. means pain for me. Yeah. Right. The, the best thing for that little girl means the worst thing for me. Wow. You know, this little girl who I had come to love and 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 know. You know, she would say, "That's my Kyle." That's what she would say. She called me my Kyle. That was I was I was I was her Kyle, and I had to give her back. Yeah, I had to give her back. And I remember I was driving in our car. We we actually had, we had to buy because at this point we knew we were getting the older two. You mean your collection of pickup trucks isn't gonna? Yeah, so I had to turn in the pickup truck for uh, shout out to Subaru, a passenger. And I remember, I remember driving in and and listening to Matchbox Twenty and and bawling my eyes out that this, that I was losing this. Little, I just bawling oh, my eyes yeah. out. Um, What's it like to know what emotion you're feeling? I don't know. That. <laughs> I, I I I mean I, I I experienced three emotions at once. So I, to answer your question, it was hard to distinguish between them. I, I knew each one is like, oh, that's sadness. Oh, that's happiness. Oh, that's anxiety. Oh, that's you know. Um, but that 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 you know, while all still simultaneously feeling fear that that oh, yeah. that this could come all come unraveling yeah. again. Um, so at this point, we knew um, these kind of overlap, but. Um, our two kids, our two siblings had the older siblings that lived with grandpa, their mom. It was, they, they hadn't finalized it through court, but she was trending to the point where she was going to lose her parental rights. And at that point, their grandpa came to us and said, hey, I would appreciate if you guys could adopt all four. <laughs> What's that moment? Like? <laughs> Let's stick there for a minute. That... It the was reality yeah. of you've experienced one yeah. case. Let's just be honest. Can we be honest? No. A three, yeah, <laughs> a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a three-year-old, a four-year-old that you would have living with you for seven months. Yeah. A three-year-old and a four-year-old are much more dependent upon you than a than a than a six-year-old and an eight-year-old are. Yeah. Right. And they have so much more baggage, yeah. trauma. They had actually been in foster care once before. Yeah. Um, a, a much more temporary placement than this situation, well, but you, but it's not as pretty. It's not as pretty. I mean, it's yeah, not as pretty. It's not yeah. as welcoming. It's not as inviting. It's not as oh hey, these are just cute, cuddly kids that that just want to cuddle. I mean, they oh. they kind of rejected. They kind of rejected <laughs> us, you know, at oh, first. Yeah. Um, and and so it was kind of this moment where, you know, to, just to be honest, it was hard to be. 
we can't turn away our younger two. And we and we trust that we will come to love the older two. Yeah, the bravo, same way. bravo for you guys to right. to keep the family together. Right at the a literal expense of your space, yeah. your reality. Yeah, right, but it wasn't like like to go back. I mean, we live in a two bedroom house. Yeah. This is not what we'd expected. Oh, yeah. We had not expected that. We yeah. we had expected okay, we're gonna have you know one maybe we'll get one trickle into two, two yeah. you know and then when it comes time for the third then we'll then we'll make space you know so after three or four years then yeah, we'll make yeah. space no i mean we were we're at that point we were less than a year into this being <laughs> thrust onto four kids Oof. you know Oof so um so yeah so you so, guys live in the living room now and <laughs> well i mean that is you know all all the while there's looming in the back of our minds you know um what if, yeah, what if a placement, what if we get into a situation like yours where, where, oh, gets where mom gets pregnant? What if our, one of our other foster kids, um, that we've, you know, had comes back to live, you know, they need a space and, and because there's an associate previous association, you know, what do we, how do we make space in a moment, you know? Cause like you said, I think the hardest thing about foster care is saying no, at least yeah, for certain yeah. people, for yeah, certain yeah. people, you know, um, shout out to people who, who have the ability to say no, cause I don't, um, Anyway, um, so yeah, so we're we're now at a point. Um, the older two came to live with us full time. We did a transition. We did weekends for about a month, month and a half. Um, transition to a point where we are now. Um, so it was August. They came yep. to live with us. Yep. Started school mid August. You're on the track to adoption. And we are on the track to adoption. Moms, moms. Uh, yeah, we have, we've we've switched over from a caseworker to a permanency worker. I want to take it back to a moment yeah. in which I remember that we literally. I think we said, I think this might have been one of the moments we said we need a freaking podcast. <laughs> what was it? Uh, it what was, was it? when the judge had decided to give mom another chance. Yeah, uh, like she seems to be showing signs to getting back together. Yeah. And you're like, and you call me pissed. I remember you, yeah. were, you were like, what yeah. the hell is happening? Yeah, she had been out of the picture for a long, long time. And then and she, then all of a sudden she showed back up in town mm-hmm. wanting to see the kids in person. Yep. And the judge had yeah. uh, essentially facilitated it and said, okay, we need to make right. this happen. We can't. She is her, she is the yep. kid's, kid's mother. She has all you rights so to mad. see her kids. You had well, just done through some of the stuff. And then, dude, a couple of days later, you call me. Right. And you go, she, I mean, this is real, right? We're talking real. She's arrest. She got arrested, dude. Yes. I don't know if I was quite cheering it on, but the, the, not cheering her it on. It wasn't as excitement as much as it was clarity. No, I think. No. I think again. I mean, it goes back to that paradoxical, that ambiguity. The ambiguity is a feeling, you know. Sure, yeah. Like that is a, that is a, that's the confusion. I mean, the confusion of feelings is the ambiguity that's experienced, um, and so the clarity of 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 that moment of saying, okay, it's, it's, and that was her last strike. Yeah. That was her last. Absolutely. And that was the judge was like, we did give her one last yeah. chance. Yeah. And she, she was out. It. And so, yeah, so here we are. Um, so to go back, like what you said, the kids have to live with you for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so the August, in the so middle of that. we're in the middle of that. Um, we just got, got placed with, a with a lawyer, attorney who's going to process all our paperwork. Yeah, dude. Um, she thinks it'll be a couple months from now. So, Dang, um, but but in our minds, even still, these are our kids. Yeah, absolutely. These are our kids. So, yeah, and so that's yeah. cool. Okay, just to wrap this thing up. Yeah, we're gonna, the, we're gonna we're gonna. I told you I was a big talker. Yeah, it was a little bit longer than mine, <laughs> in a good way. I mean, uh, I got a lot going on. You do you got a lot going uh, on. 
I said the macro thing on mine. What's the macro kind of lesson? What's what's the culmination if you had to collapse your whole story right now into one little little tidbit to walk away from? What would you say? And resilience, perseverance. Mm. Yeah. So you got to keep moving sometimes. You got to keep moving. You got to yeah. trust. You got to trust the future has more results than than, than the present. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe your foster father or who knows who's listening, but um, in the moment, it doesn't make sense. Right. And in the right. moment, uh, you, you say, you need four kids. I'm looking at my two-bedroom house. Right. And sure. I, the future holds the answer to the mm-hmm. present, kind of. Has more answers than today does. Yeah. That's yeah. good, man. Yeah. Well, I think that's a that's good, good end of the episode. That's Kyle's story. A gnarly one at that. Good job, buddy. Thanks, too. All right. (laughs) Thanks for being a part of the journey. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon.